Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. IGN workers form the first video game media union. For February 9th, 2024, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in just about five minutes. Now, I have to address this here because most of our downloads come on Sundays, and they're usually our Friday episodes. So let me explain what's been going on. I do want to apologize for our erratic upload schedule. A lot has changed at my job, and I've taken on a lot of new responsibilities, and that's a affecting my ability to be able to produce this show on a regular basis. Now, I'm assuming that things are going to settle in in a couple of weeks. So we just have to deal with this in the short term, and then we're going to get back on track for a regular schedule in the long term. So thank you so much for your patience, and please be patient for a couple of weeks longer. Coming up, Dark and Darker devs win a significant legal victory for their game. Nintendo's asked point blank about Pal World, and we'll check out the top stories from the week that was in video game news with the Friday replay. Unionization has come to games media this week, with 80 IGN employees announcing that they're forming a new union. 87% of the eligible members signed union authorization cards to form the IGN Creators Guild. 87% of the eligible members signed union authorization cards to form the IGN Creators Guild. The Communication Workers of America have been working with these 80 employees to form this new union, and the CWA expects IGN's parent company, Ziff Davis, to voluntarily recognize the union, due in part to Ziff Davis, voluntarily recognize 
recognizing the Ziff David Creators Guild back in 2018. The IGN Creators Guild has outlined their goals for the bargaining table, which include wage increases and layoff protections, as well as establishing better diversity, equity, and inclusion measures within IGN. Now, finally, this is some good news for once and is sort of a beacon of hope in a very turbulent time. That being said, though, the video game industry continues to hemorrhage talent on a daily basis. This week alone saw five new rounds of layoffs, affecting approximately 150 people, bringing the estimated total laid off so far this year to 6,100. So if there was ever a time to start unionizing, now would be that time. Because there really is no other way to fight for something like layoff protections as workers unless you collectively bargain as a union. Last March, Korean developer Iron Mace did a stress test for their medieval extraction dungeon crawler Dark and Darker. The test seemingly went well for Iron Mace, however, a month later in April, Korean publisher Nexon filed a DMCA takedown notice with Valve to remove Dark and Darker from Steam. Nexon would then file two lawsuits, one in the United States and one in South Korea, accusing Iron Mace of copyright infringement and using Nexon's trade secrets. The United States case was dismissed due to lack of jurisdiction because both companies are based in South Korea. The South Korean case went much further, with Korean authorities raiding Iron Mace's headquarters to seize computers and code. Nexon also filed a provisional injunction to stop the distribution of Dark and Darker and force Iron Mace to cease development. And now that we're all caught up, an Iron Mace representative is now disclosing that the provisional injunction has been dismissed. According to an Iron Mace representative, Nexon failed to enter in their project, codename P3, into evidence for the provisional injunction. Despite Nexon's entire claim hinging on Iron Mace stealing assets and mechanics from P3. So, with a lack of evidence to compare to Dark and Darker, the judge ruled against Nexon. This is a huge win for Iron Mace, though the main lawsuit hasn't gone to trial yet, which gives Nexon another chance to enter P3 into evidence in order to try and prove if Iron Mace stole the concept for Dark and Darker or not. Nintendo held its fourth quarter financial results briefing this week, and the Mario Maker's yearly revenue was up 7.7% year-over-year, reaching $9.4 billion. Out of that $9.4 billion in revenue, $2.7 billion were profits, a 17.9% increase year-over-year, which is despite hardware and software sales dipping down 7.8% and 4.7% respectively. Nintendo attributed their increase in revenue to 24 games that sold over a million copies each. Nintendo also pointed out that the Super Mario movie boosted revenue significantly as well. Overall, Nintendo seems to be positioning themselves for a new console launch this year. However, instead of that being the main interest in the earnings call, Nintendo's president Shintaro Fukuwara was asked about PAL World. Fukuwara replied with, quote, We will take appropriate action against those 
those that infringe on our intellectual property rights. Echoing what Nintendo put out to address the concerns of Pokemon fans who think Pal World is plagiarizing the Nintendo IP. Though given that there hasn't been any actual legal movement yet, I highly doubt Nintendo has any actual legal ground here. Pal World has only continued to gain momentum selling 12 million copies in the first two weeks and amassing $227 million in sales and 19 million total players across Steam and Xbox Game Pass. At the end of the day, Pal World should serve as a wake-up call for Nintendo, showing that there's a market for Pokemon with guns, but more than that, there's a market for a Pokemon-style game with more mechanical substance and mature themes. All right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we check out a podcast review. And you know what? We've had a really erratic schedule, and we haven't had any new podcast reviews. So if you want to actually yell at us for our poor podcast uploading these past couple of weeks, why don't you leave us a, a podcast review? We'll read it here on the show. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Leave us a review. We'll read it here on Fridays. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sony held its first state of play of the year last Wednesday and showcased 17 games in 45 minutes. Now, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't really moved by very much here, not until the very end at least, when Kojima Productions showed a 9-minute Death Stranding 2 trailer. And in typical Kojima fashion, the trailer reveals a lot, but it's all out of context, leaving you with more questions than answers. Questions like, why did the protagonist Sam go from a grizzled old man to looking like he had in the first Death Stranding by the end of the trailer? The Death Stranding 2 trailer was jam-packed with little details and hints, but nothing concrete to say where this next installment is headed. The two concrete details we know are that Death Stranding 2 has a tentative 2025 release date and that the subtitle is On the Beach. Kojima also revealed that he's in partnership with Sony to make a new IP after Death Stranding 2. 
Kojima further elaborated that this new IP will be an action espionage game, which could potentially mean a spiritual successor to his Metal Gear Solid series. Now, for the other games that caught my eye, Capcom showed off their release trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2. This release trailer dives a bit more into the combat of Dragon's Dogma 2, which reminds me of Monster Hunter's combat except with more medieval weaponry and magic. Dragon's Dogma 2 is slated to release on March 22nd. A couple of older titles like V Rising, Metro Awakening VR, and Until Dawn VR are finally making their way to PS5 sometime in 2024. Lastly, Konami revealed and released Silent Hill The Short Message. Silent Hill The Short Message is free-to-play on PS5 and, like the title suggests, is a two-hour psychological horror game. This new entry into the Silent Hill series centers around teenage protagonist Anita searching for her friend Maya in an abandoned apartment complex. Silent Hill The Short Message explores themes of suicide, depression, isolation, and bullying, harkening back to the themes from earlier entries into the series. Overall, these showcases always have too many games to cover here on Let's Play, but if you're inclined and want to see what Sony has to offer, a convenient link will be in today's show description. Back at the start of December, Fantastic released the day before, their controversial multiplayer survival horror extraction shooter. Four days later, Fantastic was shuttered, and the day before servers were slated to close on January 22nd. Valve also stopped sales on Steam and forced refunds on all purchases. Since then, Fantastic's leadership has tried to scapegoat responsibility for the failed launch of the day before. Two days after the servers were shut down on January 24th, Fantastic issued a statement that blames content creators and journalists for the negative coverage the game received. However, over the weekend, 16 former Fantastic employees as well as 7 employees from publisher Mytona were interviewed by German gaming publication GameStart. These 23 people paint a clearer picture as to why the day before came out like a rolling dumpster fire. Unsurprisingly, most of the problems stem from Fantastic's co-founders, two brothers, Edward and Asen Gotovsev, who allegedly created a hostile work environment. According to sources, in one instance, two employees were fined $1,930 for turning in low-quality voice recordings. Several sources cited heavy micromanaging from the brothers, alleging that workstations, regardless if they were in-studio or remote, were constantly monitored. Management would also contact workers at all times, leading to, quote, enormous psychological stress. Former employees also described the theme of the day before's development as, quote, never-ending crunch. Sources claim they work 16-plus hours a day with no weekends or paid time off. On top of the crunch, the day before lacked any clear vision. Sources told GameStart that the brothers would frequently change the game's development to follow the latest gaming trends. Now, look, all of this could have contributed to Fantastic delivering nothing of what they promised over the last two years, or it could be the content creators and the journalists who are reporting the facts of the story. If I had to put money on it, though, Fantastic's co-founders have made their bed and are mad that they're having to sleep in it.
According to a source who spoke with The Verge, Microsoft is allegedly gearing up to launch titles on Sony's PlayStation 5 and Nintendo's Switch. The source familiar with Microsoft's current multi-platform plans told The Verge that Indiana Jones and the Great Circle is being considered for a PlayStation 5 release. The source goes on to claim that Microsoft will initially launch titles as exclusives to Xbox and PC, and after a reasonable period of time, like a few months, Microsoft will release a PlayStation 5 and or Nintendo Switch version. The source pointed out that Microsoft hasn't nailed down any of these plans, so the length of the exclusivity windows hasn't been finalized. This report from The Verge follows several other reports this week that point to two multi-platform releases from Microsoft. The first is Bethesda's Hi-Fi Rush. Data miners found textures and file extensions pertaining to both the PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch, pointing to Hi-Fi Rush being slated to be shadow-dropped, similar to its original release, on the competition's hardware. The publication Xbox Era spoke with a source about the current direction of Bethesda's Starfield, and Xbox Era's source claims that Microsoft is looking to release Starfield on PlayStation 5 at the same time as a new expansion called Shattered Space. The Shattered Space expansion is supposedly launching in the latter half of this year. Overall, these reports are truly fascinating because if sources and data miners are correct, Microsoft is changing its entire gaming division's business model, essentially conceding the console war to extract more money out of the entire video game market, and potentially changing or influencing how other massive software and hardware companies decide to do business moving forward. Personally, I'd be cautious about purchasing games on other platforms right out of the gate like this, given the volatility of all these digital storefronts. That being said, though, head of Xbox Phil Spencer addressed these reports and stated that Microsoft will make its plans clearer next week. So we will know more in the near future. The 66th annual Grammy Awards show aired over the weekend, and the Grammys have continued the best score and soundtrack for video games and other interactive media category. This year's nominations included Sarah Shaner's work on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Bear McCreary's soundtrack for God of War Ragnarok, Peter Murray, J. Scott Ratozzi, and Chuck E. Myers, who collectively composed the Hogwarts Legacy soundtrack, Stephen Barton and Gordy Habb, who collaborated on Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Montaigne, Tripod, and Austin Wintory's work on Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. The winners for Best Score and Soundtrack for a Video Game were Stephen Barton and Gordy Hobb for their work on Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Out of all five of the nominations at this year's Grammys, it makes sense why Star Wars Jedi Survivor won. Barton and Hobb paid homage to John Williams' early Star Wars work by building off motifs that were set all the way back in the late 70s. So nearly 50 years of legacy media and more than a little nostalgia most likely helped Star Wars Jedi Survivor stand out to the Grammys adjudicators during the voting process. Overall, I'm glad that the Grammys continued this category for a second year. Hopefully in the coming years, the Grammys and other traditional award shows will continue to embrace video games a little bit more, and the $180 billion industry isn't relegated to one category and a handful of nominations. 
All right, well, that's it for this episode of Let's Play. Make sure to subscribe so you can come back for the next episode of Let's Play. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Blue Sky at Lloyd FFXI. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha Evolocumab is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life, too. Because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit Rapatha.com or call 1-844-RAPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about Rapatha.